Hello, Body Slams podcast viewers, and welcome to Breakfast and Body Slams as a, we're giving a very, very special tribute show today out to one of our fellow wrestlers uh, for us. Like, he, he's up there like in a godfather. Mentor type. He's like in a godfather status. He's on that. Uh, he's one of the Mount Rushmore's for a lot of people. Maybe not for some, but but for most, uh, he he did a lot of great things in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, today's show is dedicated to uh, Hall of Famer, Mister Razor Ramon Scott Hall, the bad guy. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, your analyst here, uh, Chio Frost, and the man sitting next to me. Uh, we don't get to see him as much as often as we like to, uh, Mr. T. Reyes. What's up? What's up? What's up? How you doing, T? Tired as hell. You got right. me here on a Sunday in the morning. Well, yeah. I, well, you're not the only one. I got a couple other uh, good-looking dudes here in the crowd uh on, on in the green room uh i think they're planning out their chippendale tour not sure yet if they're gonna wear the speedos or not i think brian's gonna have the bow tie on and shaking his groove thing but uh i'm not sure what part joey's gonna play in it but we'll find out eventually but in speaking of joseph we're gonna bring in the room that italian stud muffin that likes to shake his groove thing and he has his uh buddy on his hip as he's strutting down the street and all the soccer moms are really digging him. He's that Italian hero, Mr. Joey Image. What's up, brother? Good morning, fellas. Sorry what for up? the mess. What up? Sorry I about like the mess you. behind us. We're still not done with this. No, it's a lot. It, it looks a lot cleaner than it was before. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, so, God, yeah. So I, I, I appreciate it. You know, we, we don't have to use no fake green screen, though. No, no, not anymore. <laughs> I'm I'm getting I'm getting a real one soon. So, all right, all right, and let's move along. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get another one of our uh, co-hosts for today. He, he comes to you all the way from the Tornado Tag Podcast. Also, interview with Everyday People uh, Network. I hope I said that right. You can like, share, subscribe. I think they have Patreon and stuff like that. But he can fill you in with all the details because he knows a hell lot more than me. Uh, he's a man who started in the podcast game way before me. To me, he's a mentor, you know, because he knows a hell lot more about this stuff than 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 I do. Uh, I'm still fiddling around with my uh, settings and stuff. Uh, he's the man. Uh, some people call him Tony. I know him as Anthony. Anthony Blackwell. What's going on? I'm hung and I'm over. Uh, it's going to be a good You're day. You're hung over? You better not let the women hear that too much. They might come knocking at your door. I don't think the old lady would like that too much. Yo. Yeah, the uh, Tornado Tag Podcast, uh, IWEP Network. We do a bunch of cool stuff over there, but that's not about that today. It's about the bad guy, Razor Ramon. Uh, most definitely, most definitely. Uh, and uh, we have one of your uh cohorts save the best for last baby this guy's a stud oh yes most definitely that's why i said he's on my the, team that's why he's going to be uh he's going to be wearing the bow tie shaking his groove groove thing getting those dollar bill y'alls how how however it seems fit uh he is your tornado tag uh podcast uh encyclopedia as i want to say uh he he's thoroughly always ready 
He knows what he's talking. He he's not just a fan of I don't even want to say sports entertainment, but professional wrestling. He's not just a fan of professional wrestling. Uh he he's like a um how is a a professor just like Mike Tanay. I I think that's the best way to describe him. He is your co-host Brian. Chio, Chio, Chio. Chippendales are so 80s. It's all about the OnlyFans now. Yes, yes. Oh, you know what? Matter of fact, I did start an OnlyFans page, though. All it is is just my name. There's nothing else. No pictures, no nothing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to figure out what to put on it because I figure I'd do it as a spoof. Hey, we have a we have a Patreon OnlyFans where if you subscribe to our Patreon, if you go back to some old photos, uh, there's only photos of fans. So just oh, like that's, isolating that's fans, great. fans of different wrestling shows. Like there's one from the Sanctuary. We have that all going on. Yeah. Oh, that's so it's an OnlyFans OnlyFans page. Yep. Exactly. Dude, that is genius. I would it's risque. never. It's risque. I wouldn't. I would never have thought of that. <laughs> uh, we got some people chiming in on the chat room here. While before we get started, our man Flex Weir coming all the way from the Great White North chiming in. Uh, he's an indie legend around the area. Dave hollering at us. Dennis loves Oni fans. Only fan. That's right. Uh, and he, I guess he pleased the fifth as well. But uh we lost somebody. Uh oh. We lost Joey. Joey. All right. We'll get Joey back in a minute. He'll he'll, he'll jump back in. He's probably messing with uh settings and stuff. That that happens all the time with him. But uh yeah, well it's it's Okay, first let's get to the shocker. Uh, like we all heard it. It like first we heard the whole thing about him being on life support because he suffered multiple heart attacks. And uh, for me, I you know just like a lot of other people, we're like, okay, you know what? We can't lose another one right away. He's the bad guy. He's gonna pull through. And then and like like. I had high hopes. Of course, we all did. And then as as soon as the news hit about the, the family pulling the plug, depending uh, on how serious it is and stuff, uh, as soon as we got the news that he passed, I, I know everybody out there was like, especially ones who grew up and the ones that he touched so much of uh, who helped, um, who he helped along the way, ones that people individuals that who he inspired to get into this business uh it is it's just an emotional ro- roller coaster and he's one of the guys who like changed the business uh as time went on t yeah he's a pioneer he allowed us to make more money basically freelance on a whole different level he he he, he pioneered that game with kevin nash um and I was in shock because I found out exactly when Raw came on because I heard they pulled the life support, but he was still breathing on his own. So I had a little bit of hope left in me. And then when uh, Raw came on and the graphics came on, I'm like, no, 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 no. They said he's still breathing on his own. And then I basically went on Twitter and started scrolling through and family and friends saying, we kept saying, my pr- my best friend's gone. He's gone, and that's when I said, "Oh, damn, damn." Uh, let's uh, let's go around the room here. Uh, whoever wants to go 
in a circle, whichever Joey or Brian, which one of you used to want to start, go rotation. I'll, I can I can go ahead. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, it, it really was when when Kevin Nash put that. Up. I think it was an Instagram story out, and it was like, okay, yeah. this is uh, this is not looking great. And then it, it it was especially hard because you had kind of steeled yourself for this when when it seemed like Scott Hall was at his lowest right before DDP comes in, and you have kind of that redemption story about ten years ago. And then you're like, oh, Scott Hall seems to be doing well now, but apparently through the pandemic. Uh, it didn't it wasn't the best thing for his mental health. And then when you have somebody that has had health issues and they're in their 63 is not young, but it's not old, old either. But as soon as you hear like that, somebody's had an issue with their hip, that is usually a bad sign. Tony. Yeah. Isn't there? I don't know how confirmed it is, but didn't they find him um, on the floor? Because he was like he hurt himself, but nobody yeah. was like. He couldn't get to anything to contact anybody, and then they yeah, found him, brought him to the hospital, got the surgery. I think DDP went in to check on him. He found like he was just down on the floor, yeah. And yeah. that that happens so much, especially if you're somebody that is living alone and uh, maybe you don't have a cell phone nearby. Maybe you can't get to it. it, it it's it's tragic. Yeah, it was it's it's rough. But I, I in a positive note, I, it just it's just awesome to see so many uh, people from the business and people's lives that he's affected just to come out and overpour. I always say, man, let's start giving these roses to people before they pass away because it's it's not always the best just to wait till they're gone. I know sure. it's a good time to memorialize them, but uh, one of the cool things I've seen was looks like Kevin Nash and Bret Hart kind of had a little cool heart to heart in front of all of us on social media talking about Scott Hall. So that's that's beautiful. But yeah, like you said, the guy changed the game. Um, the click is something that resonated and it still resonates today. Like that, that brotherhood, that friendship, looking out for each other in the business. Sure. They had some moments where they, maybe they weren't the best group, but uh, <laughs> when it comes to uh, behind the scenes, politics and politicking, but they kind of taken a little bit of the control away from the management and gave it to the talent. Cause they, they kind of showed that, you know, the talents can show the, what they're worth and they have a little more power than they think they do. And that resonated from that moment all the way through until today's times. I mean, a, a, a group that was formed via click is is now owning their own wrestling company. So it really shows the value of the talent. And Scott was one of those guys who were at forefront of that. Yes, indeed. Joe. Yo, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't uh, see the DDP stuff about, about him finding him or whatever. I didn't know about that until now, but I mean, I know, I know there was the hip surgery and then there was the, I guess it was a blood clot that caused mm -hmm. like three heart attacks in one night. Like, dude, that's the fact that he even made it to life support to me. That's like a miracle, man. Like, um, but yeah, it, it was, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember when it was actually announced that he actually went, but they had that raw graphic ready real quick. And, uh, and they, they, um, I, I didn't see the whole raw show. I know they sprinkled in uh, tribute stuff to him throughout. I know, I know Steen, uh, Owens started his promo with Hey Yo. Um, somebody did the Razor's Edge. I don't remember who. I didn't, again, I didn't see all of it. Uh, Damien Finn, what, Priest. Damien oh, okay. Priest. Did it to who, uh, Finn Balor, whoever it was to the table. <laughs> yeah. Hell, was it Balor? I don't even remember. Yeah, Finn. Oh, okay, good. I don't even think I saw that part. It was just a guess, I think. Uh, but yeah, so I know that there was some 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 tributes throughout and stuff, and uh, it was real cool to see that. And uh, the 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 Kevin Nash post was was fucking heartbreaking even before it happened. You know what I'm saying? That was kind of rough to read, especially knowing 
I mean, everyone knows those guys' histories together. Um, it's it's there's always been like in, even in locker rooms like all over the place. Whenever anyone talks about those guys, it always it's always been the phrase has always been Scott and Kev, and it's mm-hmm. like. You know what I'm saying? Any any locker room I've ever been in, any show I've ever wrestled on, anytime those guys' names are mentioned, it's always it's never just Kevin Nash. It's never just Scott Hall. It's always Scott and Kev. And like they're 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 like fucking Lucy and Desi, you know what I'm saying? They're mm-hmm. always Laverne and Shirley, Mork and Minnie, whatever. Um they're they're always t- named together, they're always together together. So I mean it's just mm-hmm. it's it's this is one of the the I mean, I don't get all broken up about 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 wrestling deaths, I think I'm kind of desensitized to it now. Um, like, but it, it, this it, is a uh, like this what is you're one saying. of the roughest ones, I think, or one of the one not not I would say one of the most shocking ones too. But um, just because, like Brian said, like, he was doing good years ago. You know, it seemed like things were on the up and up, and then this this kind of random fucking hip thing happens, and then it leads to the surgery, it leads to the blood clots, leads to the heart attacks, blah blah blah. It just seems like it's just a shitty all around a shitty situation obviously and just yeah. back to back to raw one of the things that really really was tough was just watching when they did throw it because they had the the, the, uh, the graphic at the very beginning and then uh some of the talent did do tributes in the ring and everything but the uh they did finally around 10 o'clock do a tribute video they had put one together and when they're throwing it to the video Corey graves is just barely holding it together and and that was very Shit. emotional. All right, I guess I have to go back and watch that episode. Yeah. <laughs> was, I don't. I'm not, I don't watch. I don't usually watch Raw weekly, and but I'll, I'll have to watch that one. It's yeah. Not- like I said, it's just crazy. Like seeing all these people that you didn't think ever had connections in the business, and, and it's one of those things that you don't know. As like a lot of podcasters or people listening, the all a lot of these the guys in the back and the girls in the back. There's there's so many connections that they have where they meet each other via like they're at an independent show and they're both there or backstage at shows. Like they, these people have connections and they had they had moments together. And, and as us as fans have no idea, and they go and say like, oh my god, I met all these people, but Scott Hall was one of the nicest to me, or they gave me great advice, and it's just. Uh, I don't know. It, it sucks. I, I do appreciate Kevin though putting out that that post and that tweet because it kind of like like it didn't make it easier, but it definitely softened the blow just to kind of let people know like, hey, he's not in a good spot. Um, he is on life support. We're gonna pull for him, and then like, but you know th- that whole thing. But I think it was uh, it was it was good for the fans to get that first instead of just shocking like, oh, by the way, uh, Scott Hall's gone. Yeah, yeah, most yeah. definitely. Uh, and 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 going back to what jo- Joey was saying a little bit ago about hi- him and Kev is like it seems like uh, their career paralleled each other from like early on. That's the word I was in, looking for. In, yeah, in, parallel. In, yeah, in, in 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 WCW when I guess he was doing oh the whole Oz and Benny Vegas uh, spiel, and then you know and but if you notice like they were both always clicked up together with uh, DDP. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was gonna mention uh, cause how you said you always mention Kevin Hall, Hall Nash in the same sentence in a business that we all know could be shady, backstabby, and all that stuff. We always throw the word brother around a lot. To me, they, t- them two, embodied exactly what we all should be as brothers in this business to look out for each other. And you know, be there for one another, no matter what. That's what I take from their relationship, their kin for each other. All right, gentlemen, let's get into some uh Scott Hall, um, 
um, like chronological tidbits and stuff of his career. I don't have nothing in front of me. I have no notes, nothing. No, we, we just freestyle. Only because we pretty much, majority of us know uh, we followed his career, so we somewhat know. Some of us might not know certain things, so we'll so we'll learn today from each other. So that yep. we're, and I'm and I'm sure my man Brian there he's gonna fill us in with a lot. He knows everything. I was just saying, he knows all of it. <laughs> yeah, he's like everywhere. Uh, but yeah, go, going back like when he first broke into the business, uh, um, uh, he started out wrestling as what? Uh, well, he had a couple different names, wasn't it? Like Texas. Uh, no, 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 no. Before that, he was uh, like Texas Scott. I think they called him at once before. He was a uh, uh, Starship Gator. Coyote. Yeah, with with uh, Starship Coyotes, a fucking tremendous name. That was a uh, that was a tag team. It was American Starship. Yep, American Starship. Very high on them. Starship Coyote, and then Starship Eagle was Danny Spivey. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he was really uh, and 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 he looked like um, they even called him Magnum Scott Hall at one time, only because he looked like because he looked like Magnum Pi. I'm like, I mean, come on, right? Right there, I'm like, and the guy was jacked then. He was big, put together, yeah. tra- trained by um, Hiro Masuda. Yeah, yep. so like, you can't do any better than that. I'm like, come on, you're you're young, you're fresh in the business, you're you're huge, and and is it, is just the fact though. Back then, uh, getting in the business was a lot more uh, difficult. Yeah difficult that way if you don't have the size and the look and stuff like like such as this uh you in a world of hurt because 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 nowadays there's big guys who's having a hard time to make a name for themselves in this business don't get me wrong there's a lot of big guys out there and you see smaller guys getting way ahead of them so when he broke in it was like uh uh wrestling back then was more uh realistic to everyone because the kayfabe was still there and stuff so, so for him to progress, uh, it, it was, you know, and, and, and you guys mentioned about, uh, Brian, you did mention about him and Dan Spivey. There it is. Yeah. Look, look at this Dan. <laughs> like, I'm like, it's hard for me to see Dan Spivey like this only because I, I got so used to seeing him with Mike Rotundo in the early years. See, I was, I was so used to that. And I liked, it was the whole, what, uh, uh, <laughs> the, US the USA. Yes. The U.S. Express. The second version after Wyndham left. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, because uh, uh, Wyndham bounced. Uh, what for? What was it? WCW or or, or no? NWA at the time. There was no WCW. Yeah, it was Crockett. And and it's funny. Whenever I see Danny Spivey in that era in WWF, I always think of the Battle Royal at WrestleMania two because he looks like Hogan. He's in yellow trunks. He's got the long blonde hair. Yeah. You look real like, I've always thought that, and it's always so funny to me. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, Scott. Um, yeah, right there at the bottom, Coyote and Eagle, but they have the names backwards. So I'm like, uh, and and they just did their thing. They were two big, big guys. Um, I I don't know. Uh, uh, what was uh, Gator Gator Scott Hall for a little bit too? Yep. Yeah, we mentioned that earlier. But but he found mega success (laughs) after that when he moved over to the AWA. And 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 he teamed up with Kurt Henning, uh, and he mentioned before that that Kurt Henning was so much of of, of a mentor to her, uh, to him that he taught him so much that mm-hmm. like the psychology part, you know, and and like like 
And he, because he he went to school, you know, Kurt took him to school because Kurt learned from his dad. Yep. Yeah. Gentlemen, yeah, could, I, you, could you imagine if that tag team ever formed up again at any point in time in the late, like, they're like the two greatest singles competitors. Are, they're back together but, right now. Oh, my God. What a yeah. tag team that we never got outside the AWA. I mean, we got kind of cl- got close when when uh, Kurt uh, joined the uh, the NWO. But, but Jesus, my God, look at that tag team. That doesn't get any better than that. That's like that's the tag team right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right now. I'm thinking back when I'm seeing this picture. I'm thinking back to blend. when didn't the perfect <laughs> team up with uh uh, was it Macho Man to take on Razor and and Ric Flair? Yeah, that was when uh, Mr. Perfect came back after the Lloyds of London thing, where it was supposed to be Savage and the Warrior, but the Warrior had yeah, he his, bailed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he bailed. He that, well, that was when home. that was when uh, the uh, steroid thing was starting to happen, and drug testing was uh, starting to be a big, big, big thing in WWF. And all of a sudden, the Ultimate Warrior and the British Bulldog kind of go away. And yeah, Mr. Perfect, that was when he agreed to team with Macho Man on primetime wrestling and he dumps the pitcher of water on Bobby Heenan's head and that's his baby face turn. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I guess Bobby was uh, doing the Hill manager role where... where Perfect was Perfect. the manager. Well, well, well yeah, deck was Bobby bad. was the manager yeah. above that. Yes. Was like, it was like a tear. A tear he was manager for the commentary table, yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. Mr. Perfect was managing at ringside. Yeah, so um, so we got to see the uh whole babyface uh turn for Kurt Henning, and that was that was uh you know, and we didn't even uh now we're talking about Kurt, you know, we were talking about Razor this time, but uh it, <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh, as time goes on, you know, it, um, he had a very successful run with with Kurt Henning, uh, hands down, and uh, then he ends up uh. Moving I got a on. real quick shameless promo. If you want to learn more about Henning, uh, he has a cool backstory all coming from him and a bunch of other great stars coming from the same high school. We did a, a past episode on uh, Robbinsdale High. If you ever want to go check yeah. that out. Oh, sweet. You, you heard that, everyone. Oh, the whole Minnesota two- crew, man. Yeah, we did a two-part episode on that. Brian did a fantastic job running down the entire Literally the, the same high school. And it's one that uh, Vern Gagne, I believe, I went to. Greg Gagne went to. Uh, not Scott Hall, but Kurt Henning. Rick Rude. Uh, Rick Rude, yeah, uh, John Lord, Barry Darso, and Nikita Koloff. Like yeah. so many. Do you have an uh, season episode number that people can track it down real quick? Is uh, it- if you just type in Tornado Tag Robbinsdale High School, it should pop up, but I will get that for you while okay. we're going. On uh, YouTube or your, or your Patreon or which? Where would be Spotify, YouTube, okay. the whole nine. Yeah, Facebook. All right, so you heard that people here uh, type in Tornado Tag Podcast, Robbinsdale High School. And uh, you get a nice little story and there. It, it 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 isn't really, it isn't really known now because it's so far in the rearview mirror. But the AWA was such a breeding ground for talent. Hogan comes out of there. Heenan comes out of there. Scott Hall comes out of there. So much talent. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. Eighty three and eighty four episode. Eighty three and eighty four. Okay, you heard that, people. Eighty three, eighty four. Tornado Tag Podcast. Robbinsdale. High school, yo. How long? I'm just reading of this now. The DDP thing. It says he was immobile on the floor for days before DDP found him. Yeah. How how long was he just laying there? They're thinking about three to four days. So he was I mean, wasn't he like yelling and nobody just nobody heard him in the house so. or whatever? Also, he was was he living at DDP's house or whatever? I don't no, think he was, so. living, I think he was alone. living alone. Oh, yeah. uh, okay, okay, okay. He there's there's 
I mean, I, I don't want to like throw dirt or anything, but supposedly during the pandemic, mental health was a problem, and he might have. Yeah. Like, he went back to the bot a little bit because it was just rough for him to not be social and see people and always be alone. Yeah. And then, uh, I guess during uh, one of intoxications, he fell and hurt himself, and that's kind of how it would uh, would all spiral this. Yeah, okay, no. sorry. Yeah, I'm just I'm just reading that now. Yeah. And and uh, and and speaking of of DDP, he, he his career parallels with so many superstars out there from the early <laughs> on. Uh, I guess he was a radio DJ, and then and then then he got into managing and stuff like that, and then he starts you know hooking up with all these wrestlers who are famous today, who are legends, Hall of Famers, and he, he made an impact in all their lives. And just so happens, one of them just happened to be uh, Scott. When he was the diamond stud, uh, yeah. When 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 I like seen the, him, almost like the beginning of the Razor character. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I did not see him as a Cuban like this, though. I no. was, I, 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 I was, I was looking at like more of like a male stripper type. Him, him yeah. as the diamond stud in WCW is to me the beginning of the Razor character, and in the same vein that like. Steve Austin ECW is the same, uh, the, the sorry, not the same, the start of like Stone Cold. You know now, what I'm saying? It's almost like yeah, you're like, seeing the seed there, but it's not yeah, quite there yet. Right, but but if you but but years later when you watch it, you can go back in your mind and go, oh shit, that was that was the Diamond Set was like kind of evolved into this. Hey, uh, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, I know, I know. Uh, if you're asking him, you're probably wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I know Scott, I know he was teaming with, uh, Oz before, uh, I'm trying to remember, was he teaming with Vinny when, when Oz was Vinny Vegas, when, when Kev Vinny was... Vegas came a little bit after that Oz, uh, I think with the, when he was teaming with, with the diamond study was more Vinny Vegas than, uh, than Oz. Okay. So, and going back to what, uh, Joe said about them parallel, look right there, WCW ahead of the game. You know, b before NWO, before they went and made it big in WWF, they were already in cahoots together right there in WCW from the door, from the get-go. And and by far, those two characters, the stud and Vegas, they worked great together because the image, the look, and then with DDP there, I'm surprised WCW... Uh, didn't do a hell lot more because back then uh, they were all about um, pro wrestling, whether it's WCW or WWF, it was gimmicky. And, and I feel they dropped the ball and let them uh, move on. But you know what is what it is? It benefited them in the long run. So I, so, uh, I feel like they may have suffered just because at that point, I, I think if they would have been around when Eric Bischoff was, in control of things maybe they get a better look because they have more of that wwe ready look to them but they're they're in wcw at a point where there's a new guy in charge every 10 seconds you had uh kip fry you had uh, i think um, they left around the uh, time bill watts, bill watts uh, who, who, uh I, can't, I can't even think uh, jim hurd might have even been around at that point always booking for a little bit uh you had people involved bit, yeah. who didn't even care about wrestling who who, who, can, who can give two shits they were just worried about the bottom line so it was like okay you're not making us money we're instead of trying to repackage you rebrand you do some kind of exactly. storyline we're just going to get rid of you bring someone else we're going to so they had, do what we they, gotta do. they had so much talent that they just squandered 
And even up to, and this is Bischoff, but Steve Austin. Look at all the people that they had and they squandered. Triple H was there. <laughs> Cactus Jack was there. And he, he did a little better than some of them. Uh, yeah. Scott Hall was there. Kevin Nash was there. And they did nothing. Yeah, Go, yeah, go Cat- back one photo real quick. Yeah, okay. If I can take a pill and get his chest <laughs> on my body, look at his physique. <laughs> what about his overalls? Jesus Christmas. Scott Hall always has had a fantastic look, but that like I, he, he might have the best chest in professional wrestling. Look at that thing. He he, he made it cool too. I remember being a kid skiing Scott Hall and Shawn Michaels. I'm like, yeah, I want chest hair when I get older. I think that looks like <laughs> <laughs> he made it look cool. And the thing here I, with DDP too is he's still a manager. He's not even wrestling at this point. He's starting yeah, to learn, exactly. but but he and he he teamed a little bit once Scott Hall left to become Razor Ramon. He started teaming with Vinny Vegas a little bit, and that's when he started getting the wrestling, but he, he was a late bloomer. He was a manager first. Um, Sorry to go backwards, but Jesus Christmas. Look at the look at that guy. <laughs> yo, yo, we're, we're, we're about to see Anthony uh, shooting dollar bills at the screen. Dude, dude was a stud. Yo, actually, too, I, I grew up, I have a real bad widow's peak, and I used to always get picked on in school. And the first time I seen... Uh, Scott Hall, and he had the curl. I was like, all right, I'm good. If he can rock it and look cool, I can do it. Yeah, I did not know they had these particular cards out uh, with, with with this design. I remember they had the uh, red and yellow design <coughs> cards with the confetti type uh, around yeah. the border. Those I are the black them. and gold. These ones I don't remember. I'm like, I'm like, I, I wish I did. Also, I, I would have got some of these ones. They're just, you know, I, I like... I kind of like the layout, you know, a little bit, you know. I like I like how these card ideas are coming back in the independent scene. Like, there's a lot of promotions that are making cards, and I think it's a cool idea. And there, you even see it there, the Razors. Well, at this point, the Diamond Death Drop, the DDD. But there he's you. already got the finish and everything. And then, yeah, has the look. And, 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 and the one thing he made cool was that whole toothpick. Uh, <laughs> speaking of toothpick, here, here he is. We got uh, one to... Uh, promo shots of him without the championship uh and and he debuted what back in 92 i believe right in WWE. Yeah. yeah that's when they were spitting out all those uh vignettes which i thought they were pretty cool when wwe does those kind of vignettes like uh like even like with uh carlito before they come come on uh the scene uh who else they did a whole shit load of events different but but his like is uh, when Ted DiBiase too, as well, you know, million dollar, you know, his things too. Uh, these are memorable. Instead of guys just debuting on TV, I hate that. I like the vignettes. It's that build up. It's that anticipation of people can't <laughs> wait to see this guy. It was it was literally the peak of Sean O'Hara's career, where the vignettes and then he wrestled. <laughs> it's like, oh damn! I love vignettes. They should do those more. As we get one for the last eight, like what three months for Veer. <laughs> He's That's what we're about to bring up. That's exactly it. So he, he he's super ecstatic about beer. Then twenty fifty two. Yeah, beer's coming. Still, you, you like, should damn, be, when's he gonna get here? You should be happy. You get all your vignettes. Oh yeah, come on, beer. And, and and you know, and he's a big dude. And I hope they don't drop. I'm like, I'm like usually when they have a lot of foreign guys, depends on who they are and what they can do. Uh, Depends, you know, they come in for a little bit, they make some noise, and then they become a mid-carter. He's a big dude. Uh, and, like, I actually like to see more and more of of uh, uh, foreigners start going over, making names for themselves a lot more because, because uh, 
back then, you know, you had the whole um, the whole gimmickry of like when you got like the cool offs and stuff like that. They were over like fat rats and stuff like that, and, you know. Uh, and then like Scott coming in and playing a Cuban. Yeah, like, come on, you got a white guy playing a Cuban at you know, trying to be Tony, Tony Montana, basically, <laughs> who is also a white guy playing a Cuban, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Italian guy, good, good point, good point. That's like uh, um, Joey Diaz, the comedian. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, Coco, he, he's Puerto Rican and, he's, and, he, and he plays an Italian mobster he plays all the time, Italians, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's. Puerto Rican. There, there's uh, a is he Cuban as well. He's Puerto Rican Cuban. Well, he's something. He like, he's Latin though. He's, he's not, not Italian. Not, no, but he ain't no, Italian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, they uh, th- there's a rich history of that. And I mean, Ivan <laughs> Koloff is French Canadian, and and Nikita Koloff is from Minnesota. From Minnesota, exactly. T.J. Strongbow's Italian. There, there's uh, Billy White Wolf was Iranian, and then he became an evil Iraqi later. So yeah, there's a there's a million of those. Does it ever get old for you guys uh, to feel weird? When, uh, like, if you see Nikita Koloff in recent years, uh, <laughs> doing regular voice, yeah, doing <laughs> sermons and speeches. When you see him now, like, like, damn, that's not the Nikita I grew up on. Oh man, <laughs> I can't. And, and, and he still goes by Nikita Koloff. That's the thing, though. That's the thing. Yeah, you got the brand. The funny, yeah. Uh, so yeah, or early on, he's coming into wwf that is and look we got a shot of razor long tights long ass tights and this was a dark match uh back back in 92 uh brian do you have the date of that i think it was on like superstars or something Uh, yeah i don't have the exact date in front of me but it would have probably been summer of 92 because you start getting the vignettes around that time too it was on i don't know if it's on peacock but it was on the network because they had yes those hidden gem things and where you had Yokozuna's Kokina, you'd have uh, Max Moon was still Conan as a comic kid. You would have all those things. But, but yeah, this would have probably been around, I would say, mid-92. Yeah, so we, where do you, we're where kind do of figure it out the, because you got El Matador there, Tito Santana he's facing. Where do you think they got the idea for the name Razor? From Coke. From yeah, that's what I'm saying. It had to be Coke, uh, right? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely Scarf, Coke. Uh, he, yeah, yeah he's, Cubans. He's, he's talked about it before, yeah. Uh, yeah, the story but, is Vince saw Scarface finally. Somehow in the early 90s, you see Scarface <laughs> for the first time. We need like, a character who does coke. And we'll name him. <laughs> <laughs> Take your pick, man. We got a whole locker room full. <laughs> <laughs> to I mean, be I, fair, I, the Road Warriors I, were I still there, so they had plenty of characters. <laughs> that oh, so, so we could have had Razor Hawk and Razor <laughs> Animal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> imagine if he would have approached Tito with that same gimmick. Tito, I want you Yo, to do coke. You want to do coke. <laughs> We're gonna put a lot of chains on you. But I can't imagine Tito Santana's a heel. It, it, no, it no, does but, not compute. But but here, but here, uh, here, here, and um, seeing this picture, I can imagine T- Tito's voice. For those who met Tito and know how he speaks, he has that voice. That hey, brother, you know, and and then like, and and then you're working a white guy who's being Cuban, and I could like if Tito was a river, like a real bad river, a uh, river. I could see him trying to call spots in Spanish <laughs> to to Razor, like, like, like what the hell he's saying? I can't. I'm like, dude, you're supposed to be Cuban. To <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna hit you with the flying burrito. You know the one that Jesse Ventura calls it. <laughs> uh, Scott Aldis, yeah. what the hell was a martinete? <laughs> Uh, now, 
uh guys razor had uh coming in as a heel he had so many uh matches against baby faces but uh the one that stands out i think the most of him as a heel going against a fresh young baby face uh kid as i should say uh was none other than him taking on sean waltman uh oh, x-pac uh, yeah did, on the back of the tyster didn't they debut uh the first monday yeah. night raw not not the first one this was early raw that's still the manhattan center yeah, um, yeah. but even before this like they they fast-tracked razor he goes right into a program with randy savage and costs helps cost savage the wwf title and the match with flair and hershey I believe he came out to distract him, and then Flair hit the knee. And then he goes right from that to wrestling Bret Hart for the title at the Royal Rumble in 93. And then you get to this. And this is when Raw is starting to take off. This is like the first few months of Raw. Dude, the first episode, couple of episodes of Raw are fantastic, where you have Bobby pretending to try to sneak into the arena and dressing like yeah. women. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> that was great. And like, and, and some of the commentators, like the one commentator guy, I don't know who Rob the hell it was. I couldn't stand him. I could not. I loved them. Everybody hates them. I loved oh, Rob Barley. Yeah, he I sucked. Oh, uh, that's all. I'm like, I'm like, I would prefer Doc Hendricks. <laughs> Rob Rob Bartlett <laughs> uh, was unique because he knew nothing about wrestling. He was he was a guy Vince McMahon knew and liked because Vince McMahon was a fan of Don Imus, the uh, the radio DJ, and Rob Bartlett was. We know who he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. A, yeah, Rob Bartlett was on Imus's show, and that's where. Vince McMahon kind of got him. Now, now the story behind this is like what? Um, didn't he lose first to Razor at first, or something? He lost a bunch of matches, but I don't think he lost. Razor. He won the he like, fucking. Didn't he win the? He won the baby diaper match or whatever the fuck. Well, that was well, way later. Wasn't there one about uh, the one angle where like uh, if you beat me, you get this money? And he was trying to do it for his that wife was, and kid. Yeah, what happened was he. Light, lightning kid comes on and he loses a bunch of matches and i'm like oh it's a lightning kid because i remember him from global he was in global yeah, in 92 yeah, Jerry Lynn. Lynn. oh great matches and so he lose i think he lost a doink he lost just a bunch of like even lower level guys in razor and then he's wrestling razor and he gets the upset and razor's so mad that he gets the win he chases him out of the building and chases him down the steps at the manhattan center and because you've ever been there manhattan center is like way up on the building you have to go yeah, it's, it's like it's the floors upper 18 yeah. floors or some shit like that. And I, I I would hate to carry the ring up that. That's I've heard nightmare stories about guys yeah. carrying the ring of honor ring up there. Like holy Christ, a lot especially of especially ECW too. <laughs> and then they do a match uh, where like Razor's all angry because he he's embarrassed that he lost to the Lightning Kid, and and now he's the one two three kid. He's like really milking beating Razor. So yeah, he offers ten thousand dollars if we'll fight him again. Because the kid's like, "No, I don't want to fight you again. I'll lose." Uh, so so he does, and I think he just takes a bag of money and runs out. I think that's the finish of the match. Yeah, I, I like whoever came up with this plan, this idea of this match here, this, this this story between Razor and the kid. They were absolute geniuses because right there, uh, for elevated for, both of them. Well, for seeing. For guys on the indies, seeing someone the size of the kid go over and start getting uh, put over on more more matches and stuff like that, and they're like, "Hey, if he can make it, some of us small, they're giving a chance to the small guy 
to do something with his career. And whoever came up with this, like I said, is a genius because then it inspired a lot more guys saying, hey, just because I'm small doesn't mean I'm not going to be able to make it. And now mm-hmm. today we see guys smaller than smaller small. Than him, yeah. Yeah, smaller than yeah. him, you know, doing their thing. So so uh, kudos to, to the kid to be the uh, inspiration for a lot of others. And kudos for Razor being one guy to help make it happen. Because yeah, how many right. guys, especially back then, would have been like, no, I'm not going to lose to him. Yeah, exactly. And and, and even to this day. And like, especially right here, this, yeah, that was when he was heel, right? Yeah. Yeah, kid was heel at that point. Yeah. Uh, so here's the, uh, the, the, the finishing moment of the match where he's hitting the moonsault off the top rope, which I don't think we ever really saw. Like, we, we saw moonsaults before, but not with a standing opponent, really, you know, into a finish like that, into a pinning position. At so that, that point, it was probably just a great Muda, really, on mainstream TV that was doing it. Well, it? not, but, but not with a standing opponent. Yeah, yeah, no. In, yeah. Well, that would, that would be a moonsault press back then. They would, they would call that a yeah. moonsault press, and if it was just a guy on the ground, it would be a moonsault. Yeah. Was it Hall and Kurt who shaved his eyebrows for his action figure toy? Like when they when they he had to go get photo shoots to get his it was it Kern Heading like, and Scott it, sound, Hall? it sounds like a Kern Heading move, but I'm not sure. Yeah, when one one two three kid had to get his old LGN and they had to get his photos taken to put on the box. If you see the old box of the one two three kid, he has no eyebrows. <laughs> they sh- they shaved him off because they knew he had to go get that photo shoot. <laughs> uh, they said it was Kurt and Scott, but it, it, it sounds it, it, sounds it, like it a... definitely sounds like a page out of the Kern Heading playbook. He got uh, he got somebody's teeth knocked out once from something he did. <laughs> <laughs> he, he cut up uh, one of the Rougeau's ring gear and Dynamite Kid got blamed for it. Oh my him. god. I'm looking at it right now. That's hilarious. <laughs> I I, re- I I remember hearing about this, but I totally forgot until you guys brought it up. Yeah, if you Google the, the one two three is... kid toy, like the box of the toy. I just no I Googled one two three kid no eyebrows, and that's the first thing. There's like 30 <laughs> pictures of it right here. Oh, that's amazing. There's one of them is a super close-up in, yeah, in WCW. In WCW, when somebody had to hide under the ring once, uh, Kurt Henning was under there too, and oh he uh, he may have uh, went uh, number two in a bucket, so they had to just kind of deal with being in there with a bucket the whole Oops. night. <laughs> uh, Pro wrestling, I know. But and the other that, brilliant thing, oh sorry, sorry, Chad. No, was, no, no, no. Go ahead, you're still talking. Uh, the other, the other brilliant thing there, uh, when they they did that whole thing with the one two three kid, I think they already knew that. That Razor Ramon was going babyface at that point because the turn comes a few months later, and they have the story perfectly planned out where he does the same thing and and helps P.J. Walker, who becomes uh, Aldo Montoya later, get the upset on Ted DiBiase, and that's that summer. And then obviously it's another thing where Razor's not going to get hurt by that loss because he's turning babyface soon, so he's going to have a a new kind oh, of a new I... a new feel to him anyway. And 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 it was a goal for him because he had a lot of great matches as a baby face. Guys like Jeff Jarrett, and then yeah. this shot here we got to see at, at WrestleMania ten, uh, and and this here WrestleMania ten here, this was a phenomenal pay per view. This one here from hands down, there was a lot of great matches on this, and I literally just watched it yesterday because we're going to be talking about it on Tornado Tag. That's going to be our topic on yeah. Thursday. Is this WrestleMania ten? <laughs> 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 He put the background of the kid. That's great. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. That's, that's I. I never heard that story, and I never noticed it. That's the funniest <laughs> goddamn thing. 
I I know Sean too. I've known him for years. I cannot wait to call him and break his fucking balls. That's so funny. I watched this match so many times. I remember when uh, when the pay per view happened and you recorded it, <laughs> but you had forty eight hours to watch it as many times as you wanted. Uh-huh. I watched this pay per view over and over. And when this match came on, I was glued to the TV. I mean, I went out and bought the shirt that Homage made for it here. Mm-hmm. I was oh, a diehard Sean fan. You couldn't tell me anybody else in wrestling existed except Shawn Michaels. And if you wrestled Sean, forget about it. You were dead to me. And uh, wait a minute, this, nobody else this... existed. How do you have any opponents? Oh, listen, Sean was <laughs> not, Sean could do no wrong in my eyes, and I still have a hard time with that. But <laughs> we, as brought me and Brian rib each other on the podcast. <laughs> but uh, I seen this match, and I after it was over, I was like, I'm, I'm a huge. I became a Razor fan. I loved Razor Ramon and. Uh, that's uh, he was like the first guy to really break me out of that show where I can I can support other people. <laughs> the, the, the match still holds up. I, I literally watched it yesterday. It still holds up. But when I saw it at, like live when I was watching WrestleMania as it happened on pay per view, it, it had a little bit of a luster lost because I saw about seventy percent of the match before they did a ladder match like that January at the Spectrum in Philly. And it was, it was Brett and Shawn Michaels, right? Or no? no, it was Razor and Shawn Michaels. Oh, uh, Razor and Shawn Michaels. I mean, yeah, yeah, because yeah, right. they do it as like dark, as dark, dark yeah. match and yeah. run, house show, run, and then they run do it through on the house show. Loop. Yeah, and, and they it was mostly the same match. They turned it up to eleven for the pay per view, but uh, like I was like, yeah, Diesel's gonna get kicked out. This is gonna happen. Shawn's gonna <laughs> crouch himself on the ropes. And I'm ten. Like I didn't say crouch himself, but I'm like I'm I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, these things are all gonna happen. And then lo and behold, they did. <laughs> and our our dear dear friend uh, Earl there and the. The great Earl Hebner. Yeah. Uh, Every time yeah, we meet somebody at a show, Earl. they become our dear, dear friend. That's our little our little gimmick we have to. Our dear, dear friend Earl. I raised his hand in a ring one time. It happened. There's a photo of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he's a funny dude to talk with. Uh, he's he's amazing. He's you know, so he's good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we we got the. What's your thoughts on this, Sean? Sean uh, T. Because we're not hearing from you as much over here, like. Well, you guys are talking. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt jump that. in, jump right in. That's what it is. It's conversation. You gotta jump right in, bro. I'm hungry. I, 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 I really don't have anything on his older stuff like before. Like this was the evolution of Razor for me with the Sean uh WrestleMania match. I, I thought that was like the greatest damn match I've seen at that point. You know what I mean? Um until Brett versus Sean WrestleMania 12, and that just changed everything for me. Well, there was another really banger match on that card that involved Bret Hart uh, on that. Yeah, well, actually, it, it, it was oh, two. My. There was two banger matches on that, uh, but the but the one that you're talking about is probably the opening match of yep. the show with his with his brother. Yeah, that's the one. I I I love that. I it's I just so love good. that one. It's and so just a, and then the story at the end. Mm-hmm. The, it was like the beginning and the end just played mm-hmm. perfectly together. Mm-hmm. I'm still to this day obsessed with Sean's ring gear, that pay-per-view because they were the white <laughs> with the red uh, um, zebra stripes. That to this day is my favorite Sean gear. And then he comes down, he looks at the ladder and walks around it. <laughs> and Razor's like, nope, straight under. Well, Right under. He goes under the ladder. <laughs> well, didn't they do a second ladder match at SummerSlam, Summer yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't as popular as uh, no, so, yeah, it, it's 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 a little bit harder to um, it's it's uh, different. It's a baby face match, so like they're they're both baby faces, and the dynamics a little different. Excellent match, though, excellent match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's like like and speaking of ladder matches, it's like how people always praise the tag match between the Hardy's Edge Christian and the Dudley Boys, which I think it 
I think the better one of that was by far just when it was the Hardys against Edge and Christian. I think that was blue. You know, you didn't need the Dudleys. Like that first match that they did at No Mercy was was phenomenal right there uh, alone just by itself. Um, but yeah, we got Razor here. He's he's doing big things. He's the champion. Won the title, lost the title. He had he had the fuse with Jeff Jarrett. I think that was pretty great with Jeff Jarrett. I love Jeff Jarrett when he was in 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 his uh, when he first came in uh, as uh, Double J with uh with the roadie. I love I loved him with with the road dog when the road dog was roadie. Was I, I love I love that the whole idea behind his character is he was going to somehow leverage a career in wrestling to being a big country music star. Like, like this is somehow a, a reasonable path to superstardom. Yeah. I mean, it's working for the Paul brothers. They're becoming famous boxing people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and WWE now. now. Well, yeah, now they're going to be on uh, the... the Jeff Jarrett set the blueprint. Yeah. It, well, um, and, Real quick, to go back to that ladder match. The fans are kind of petitioning right now that uh, that the, every WrestleMania should have a, a ladder match in it for the Intercontinental <laughs> title and call it the, the Scott Hall Memorial Ladder That's match. a really cool idea. That's, I haven't seen that, but that's fantastic. a cool idea. But one of the great things about that ladder match, too, and it's fresh on my mind because I literally just watched it yesterday. Uh, it, it it feels like you don't get this in a lot of ladder matches now. Like the psychology is so tight where they're, you feel like both guys are actively trying to win the match instead of trying to do the most creative spots with the ladder. And it's so, yes. so refreshing. Well, well here, here's, here's, here, here's my thought on that. They already got money in the bank dude, doing that all the time. Change that to the Scott Hall. The Scott Hall money in the that. bank type match. It like you got six guys out there trying to be innovated as much as possible. I, I don't know. I like yeah, the, the, the the WrestleMania because the the match it's it's synonymous with WrestleMania. Well, if they do it at WrestleMania, yeah, yeah, and and listen, the IC title needs as much help as it could possibly get right now because that the company doesn't know how to book it. Plus, they also no. like to do the uh, get a million people on the card match. You can you can still throw yeah. six people in They're not going to move Money in the Bank back to Mania just because it's kind of like their third or fourth biggest show now, but probably their fourth yeah. biggest behind Mania, SummerSlam, and, and, uh, and, and let's be real. Money in the Bank always goes for the main title, so this kind of gives the IC some light, and then it makes uh, – you have something to look forward to every WrestleMania by, oh, shit, whoever the champion is going to be in a six-way ladder match at Mania for the, the Scott Hall Memorial. Like, like, I think I just think it's a cool idea. I hope they really what listen what to the if fans they do? One. What if they do at uh, Money in the Bank, they do two – they do they they do two ladder matches of Money in the Bank, one for SmackDown, one for Raw. The winner of each one competes at Mania for the Scott yeah, Hall ladder match. One, one on one, one 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 on one for the opportunity to face the Intercontinental Champion. Not for the main title. Save Royal mm -hmm. Rumble. The winner of the Rumble goes after the main title. Turn this into WWE just can't book, they can't book long term for two weeks, let alone. From July, Money in the Bank to WrestleMania in March, uh, they can't book for for for, for the next day. But like, oh, we're changing this. Like, what? You just, we just did this angle yesterday. What the hell? It's on TV. Oh, uh, it never happened. If we, yep. we're gonna take it off Peacock, and you know, and, and it never happened at all. We we're not gonna talk about it. Just like Chris Benoit. It what never if they happened. What if they do a ladder match and the right the win, thing you win in the ladder match is the right to wrestle Veer Mahan in his first match on Raw? There it is. Well, you never have to work him then. There you go. No, they can no, no, no. They cannot take my vignettes away. <laughs> there cannot work at all. 
Just yeah, vignettes. Ne- I mean, That's all he's up. getting paid for. That's all he's getting booked for. Vignettes. Well, he also wrestles a lot on main event. He, 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 he's too early uh, for Raw. This uh, video of him yelling for somebody in, in in like a Walmart or something, and somebody's uh, saying Veer's doing the most, doing everything but debuting. Veer's <laughs> <laughs> uh, on checkout at Walmart. Yeah, he's no, like, for real. He's, he's doing he, the he's checkout. He's on the line. mic. Uh, no, don't even play. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, we're moving along. Um, eventually, uh, I I don't have the picture here. I did not uh, of the curtain call. Yeah. Um, uh, that was that that put one particular person in some hot water, and that'd be Triple H. But then, uh, years later, now he's laughing. Well, technically, uh, it put them all in hot water. They just well, do yeah, but they the, 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 well, the three of them the one, they can do nothing too. Yeah, exactly. So it, it didn't matter to Scott. He was jumping ship over to uh and it's it's one of those domino effect things too because because that happens, Triple H gets punished, he doesn't win King of the Ring, Steve Austin does, he drops the Austin 316 promo, and the rest is history. Yeah. And then uh then we have the synonymous of the invasion angle where uh like I said, I I don't have all the uh picks that I wanted to find. Someone let me uh uh save properly. It um, says, oh, "Okay, you know people, you, came- you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Anthony. Very very impressive. You're gonna be a a, a voiceover actor. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do a, a anime version of Scott Hall, and we're gonna have Anthony. Isn't there Scott. more to that quote too about billionaire Ted and Nacho Man? Yeah, be- yeah. because yeah. they had done for months. They did those skits on WWF where yeah. it was the Huckster, yeah. the Nacho Man, billionaire Ted, Scheme Gene. So, so Scott Hall is coming in and just throwing it back in their face. Where are they? We're here. Yeah, uh, they because- got the, and the camera was shooting the crowd when he was c- coming in through the crowd and got in the ring. They're like, "What the hell is he doing here? Like, what yeah. the hell's going on?" Because until. WWF sued and they made made it clear that they that this wasn't the case because there was literally litigation. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, they they tried to make it seem like WWF was invading WCW. Right. Without right. name dropping. And this right. picture, was, this picture right here was like the first time I think I'd ever heard the phrase WWF mentioned on WCW TV when Bischoff asked, like, "You guys work for the WWF?" And Nash was like, "Nope." I, I guess that, I, this I is where Nash debuts as a secret as his partner, right? He's yeah, like, that, I'm bringing somebody. Yeah. This that, might have been one of the um, other weeks. Maybe he came out because when this uh, initially uh, when when he initially debuted, uh, uh, Hall was on one side and he's pointing that's Bischoff behind you, and Nash would be on the opposite side of Bischoff, that, and he would be in the middle. That is yeah. that is that night, but it's later. Uh, the, the oh. first the first week is just Scott Hall, and he's wearing like denim, and he he there's a match. It's like uh, Mike Enos, Mike and, Enos, and was it was it fucking. I don't remember now. Yeah, I, I'm drawing a blank on the other guy. And, I know it was Mike Enos, though. And just middle of the match, Scott Hall walks in, and everybody's like, "What the hell?" And they they get out of there. Like the match just stops. It's like this. Yeah, kid, because they're trying to give that <laughs> this wasn't supposed to happen thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. And then next week, Nash shows up 
Well, the then they do a whole thing where so I have an, I have another partner coming. That like comes somebody like, else is coming. Yeah, that, that comes later. And I think he did that for a couple weeks, right? Didn't he do it for like, yeah. like, like maybe three weeks, three, yeah, four weeks? Yeah, because then Nash like didn't show up to, for two or three weeks, right? And then and Bischoff like goes, well, who's your guy? Who's your guy? And he, that's where he, he points behind him. And then it's, it's like, it's, I'm fucking yeah. standing right here, man. <laughs> and then, then the whole thing comes about the third man and the mm -hmm. big match at, at the Bash of the Beach. But that whole yeah. thing where they said, do you work for WWF? And they go, no. That was at the Great American Bash, and that's the same time that you're kind of just outing Bischoff as the guy who's running the show, and then Nash power bombs him off the stage through a table. Yeah, done so well. I wasn't and, a huge and, WCW guy, but this was done fa fantastic. Oh, the early, early steps of the NWO were amazing. The, the, the incident where they throw Ray into the trailer and <laughs> lawn, they fucking lawn daughter him. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, then go, going back to that, uh, was it Bash at the Beach pay per view where it's what two on three and they're waiting for their third man? Yeah, it, down? it was it was Nash Hall and their mystery partner against Luger, Sting, and Randy Savage. And then I, I guess they're all down. Next thing you know, you got the Hulkster coming out, you know, to save the day, to save the day. And next thing you know, he's dropping the big leg on uh, uh, Savage, and it becomes the biggest heel turn in history. And I, one of the most important, too, I think. Yeah. And I, I guess the backup plan they said was Sting because they were yeah. they, were, they were worried or that... Mabel. <laughs> or, what? what? <laughs> where, the, where the hell are you coming with this shit? You gotta he, listen he, to Bischoff's podcast. Who booked this kid? He explains the whole thing. <laughs> There's a fucking T-shirt. Mabel was the third man. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you, you there was. The original speculation was like Luger, but that was just the original, original speculation. Mabel, the greatest King of the Ring winner. Oh, stop it. I was at that <laughs> King of the Ring. It was awful. <laughs> That's, I, I had to watch Savio Vega wrestle four times in one night. <laughs> and you know what? And then it's kind of, it's funny when, when, when you look at this, it's like, when you see this picture, you got Scott and Keb. They're still freshly new. Hogan been around for years already. Uh, what, what you got? Uh, it was Meltzer that said it. Ah. Actually, oh. he was he was naming. Uh, I don't remember when this was from back in July, whenever it was, whatever year around that time or whatever. Ninety six. Um, but I don't know if this came out then or if they were just talking about it oh, back okay. then. And he was like, uh, blah 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 blah. Hall and Nash were discussing names. With Mabel as the top candidate, Crush also being considered, and then uh, also Bret Hart was Bret Hart's name was also floated around. Yeah, because and then uh, somebody brought that up to Bischoff on his podcast, and he was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" So, so Bischoff made a, had a shirt made and said Mabel was the third man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, if they, they were have, on like, a mission. Eighty three weeks dot com or something. I don't know. Yeah, a, yeah, they were men on a mission. So yeah, yeah Hall and right. Nash were on a mission. So why not yeah. Mabel? Actually, Oscar should have been the third man. <laughs> he could have wrapped into the ring. Yeah. He, he, Hands uh, down. As long as it's anything better than that Max fucking caster bullshit, please. Then I, I hope it is. I hope it would have. You know, if it was better than that, fine. But this has got to go. Okay. I like Max caster because he said wrapped to the ring. That's what he does. That's not. That's a direct uh, reference. Oscar is fresh in my head because I, again, I just watched WrestleMania 11 or WrestleMania 10 yesterday, and met, the tag title match there is men on a mission against the Quebecers. Now, now, our dear, dear friend, 
I can't I, find I, the shirt. I gotta, I gotta honestly ask you: When this was going on before Hogan was introduced as a third man, you were thinking it was gonna be a, another former uh, WWF star coming in as the third guy. It was. It was. No, I mean, not. I'm not even talking about Hogan. I'm like, well, Hogan no, was, I, th- I thought it was Hogan, Hogan was because. With, I thought okay, it was Hogan because, because he was still I had, with the company, though. He's with, with WCW. I'm talking about one no. who just left uh, right. just like uh, well, Colin Nash. There it is. Mabel was the third man. Sorry. sorry okay. Sorry. I, still just, looking up I just found the shirt. I found the shirt. I'm like, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest. At this point in time, I was I was strictly WWE. I was young, and I, I drew the line in the sand. I wouldn't watch the other competitors. So when this was going on, I wasn't watching live. So a lot of this is I got later on once I started going back and researching. This was when I had first started learning about the uh, the magical thing called dirt sheets. Uh, I got it like wow. one of those magazines off the uh, uh, like wrestling world or somewhere like that, and they had an ad for the Pro Wrestling Torch. So I, I was a very new subscriber to the Pro Wrestling Torch at this time, and uh, they had kind of pegged that it was Hogan at that point. At first, they was they were they were saying uh, Wade Keller was saying Luger, and then that then somebody even on Nitro, there's a thing where like there's a sign that says Luger is the third man. But I, I think they had it in their head, like, either Bret Hart, but they couldn't get Bret because Bret didn't, wasn't ready to leave WWF yet, even though he was on his little sabbatical and his contract was up. Uh, but then Hogan, it was pretty clear that Hogan was going to be the guy. Wasn't Sean threatening Vince that he was going to leave too? Uh, yeah, but he had a contract, so we could threaten only once and it wasn't going to do anything. Oh, there it is. Mabel was <laughs> the third man. Oh, with Men on a Mission colors right. too. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, uh, Sean was also... Only yeah, $18 Sean... on Pro Wrestling Tees. Sean was the reigning WWF champion at the time, so Vince wasn't going to let him out of his contract for anything. Yeah, yo, if he would have left the company and somehow finagled his way into WCW and becoming the third guy after just two I'd, just I'd, left, I became a WCW fan. As <laughs> <laughs> that that would okay, that there would have been mind blowing. But imagine how many hearts of fans that Hogan broke. You know, you're being that baby face guy from the early on WWE days when he beat the Iron Sheik you know I'm a real American blah 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 comes over to WCW doing his thing and then next thing you know is like you're just like sticking a knife in their heart like ah uh, like like hell with all your saying your prayers eating your uh and your vitamins and stuff like that doing your steroids and not just that <laughs> And, and not just that, even though they had they would come out and say, no, we don't work for the WWF, it's still like we're invading. We're, we're, we're the guys from the North invading. And in 1996, even though he's been gone from there for two or three years at this point, to a lot of people, Hulk Hogan still is the WWF. It's still, they're, they're synonymous. Well, every he's so still often... using the WWF character. The Hulkamania thing was all WWF. So even when he went over to WCW, it was just like, WWE's best, biggest star is over there using his same gimmicks, his same colors. Randy Savage yeah. is there. A lot of them are there. Luger's yep. there again. Luger was a big guy in, for a little bit there. National. Yeah. I, I, I still wish I would have got if, if Vince would have just let him do it once and let Macho Man do his retirement where he uh, he finished his career with Sean. Oh my God, that would have been awesome. <laughs> now, now, gentlemen, do you feel that the NWO was oversaturated with talent? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. By the time the end of it, yeah, it it's was. Like, it was too it's much. like anybody and everybody was NWO, you know. Uh, and then, and then, and and then they broke off in two separate en- entities: the the Wolfpack. Mm-hmm. I like. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on the Wolfpack, though? You know, you got <laughs> the you got Latino Scott, World Order. 
you 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 you, you got Scott still with the regular NWO. Kevin goes and starts doing the pack with uh Sting, Luger, uh, uh Conan. Oh, that was that was the worst thing because he had the red face paint. He just looked perpetually embarrassed. It was it was bad. But yeah, they they had all those um uh things going on where disco one, inferno. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started. But, My but, favorite but, WNWO moment I, is when Sting like takes off the mask of Sting just to have his Sting. face paint still. That was there. a TNA. That was a, <laughs> that was a TNA. No, that was WCW when they everyone's. Oh in the yeah, because there was yeah. a bunch of fake stings. One of them was actually Sting. Yeah. Oh my that. god, so silly! He takes crazy. off the mask of Sting. It was the exact gonna... same design. <laughs> <laughs> we know talent has their own demons and stuff like that going on in their life. You know, alcoholism and stuff like that. Uh, and it was no big secret for some of us who are in the business who you know we 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 hear about the stuff through the dirt sheets and whatnot. Uh, when uh, National Hall, when they were doing their thing in the in in the ring, their little angle where um they had the gimmick of uh Nash pretending like he's drinking, you know, with Hall, and then Hall turns his back and then he shows the cup upside down. He turns it upside down and it's empty. How'd you feel of them uh bringing real life situation like personal issues? into a storyline such as that you know like like uh, uh, like it's it's one thing okay kayfabe was supposed to somewhat be there because it was changing but then at the same time you know you you really don't want to bring too much of your personal life into uh uh, uh real life uh i mean in, in, into the business like that you want to try to keep some, some some of it private but they just literally brought it I think I, guess, I think uh, I don't know the the situation with Scott Hall, but it seemed like Scott was more on board with it because he was in control of how it was going down. Um, I'll, I'll just use a, a recent comparison, the Jeff Hardy one, where they came back again and used Jeff Hardy's demons against him, and then Jeff just kind of got sick of it and like recent times just walks away from a match and now the entire internet community is like jeff hardy's an alcoholic he's a drug he's back on the wagon he's a piece of shit he's this he's that and then his then his drug test comes back clean and he is on nothing and now the internet we knew it we love you jeff like no and, and that doesn't escalate as much as it does if maybe four months before that they don't do a whole angle where jeff hardy runs someone over with a car but it's not him so you have to be really careful when you deal with that stuff but i think it comes down to the comfortability of the talent and not just saying yes because they want to get on tv and get work and them actually truly being comfortable with the situation and and, and that's what exactly what i was about to say it all depends on the talent and what vulnerability are you willing to give the audience of your personal space you know um it's not the first time uh, a, a, a company did that no no uh, in w, they, they, in w they, they, they tend to use real life situations all the time but it's always on the talent to say no i don't feel comfortable with that you know that's a little bit personal but in the same sometimes retro, they it, talk it, them it, into it like with extra money it, it, and stuff which is like it's like selling your soul, you know. In the same retrospect, controversy makes money, you know. And it creates cash. Yeah. And then, and, and then, like, what I'm looking, well, I'm, I'm looking at for the other uh, times that they also did something similar. That they did it with a uh, uh, Hawk, Hawk, Jake the Roberts. They, they did with, Jake, and yeah. with Lawler and Punk. Yeah, they, yeah, they did it with all, all these different uh guys uh and uh, i don't know my my feel is that for something like that 
for that kind of uh, uh, demon, as far as that goes, uh, keep it private because you know because sometimes yes you might be on board for it whether it's for the money you you might be at a good space in your life where uh, a good place in your life where maybe you can you know use as part of the business but at the same time uh sometimes those demons catch back up with you and and then and then it'll 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 hit you and then everyone's out there quick to judge you then like oh see you know he was doing clean he was doing good and now look at him he's he's back to the same old shit where um you know like the final days of him where 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 you were saying um we were you were mentioning about the whole covid and being locked down and how it got to him and stuff like that but that's just my viewpoint like 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 we all have our own di- different opinions of how to do business and stuff Hey, if it's for the money and they're doing it, like, oh, okay, that's that's their choice. But some people might feel differently, though. It's just it, it all is on taste, retrospect, and the comfortability of the talent, as he said. You know, it, it, am I willing to give that personal space to the audience? Am I willing to do this no matter what the outcome? You know, and it's always on that person. Like, all right, are we going to do this? We're not going to do this. Either something big is going to happen or not. The whole Jeff situation, that was trash. Like, we all know the dude's history. What what are you going to bring this? Just let him wrestle. Let him wrestle. This has nothing to do with anything. Now, uh, and now it's their loss. Well, the big thing, too, with with the Jeff Hardy thing is if you think somebody is in that kind of state, shouldn't you assess that before they get in the ring? Didn't Arn Anderson get get fired for letting Alicia Fox wrestle drunk? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, I don't know that one. Yeah, yeah I, I heard, that's that's I did, that's why I, I did, that's why Arn's no longer hear. WB. Yeah. Um. When 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 I'm I'm looking at this picture here, gentlemen. Um. This here, hands down. Uh. Minus everybody else who joined the NWO, this hands down was NWO. Uh. I know the first uh, Hogan, Nash, and Hall were the first three to kick it off, but as soon as they got uh Sean in there, it's like. To me, that's NWO, not Giant, not Luger, not Macho Man, not Bischoff. Well, Bischoff, he's, you know, he's a guy behind. But this here, seeing this picture is like, like, hands down, that's it right there. there there's everybody else is just uh, uh, Astridge in, you know, in the NWO. The, these guys were the four. Now, everyone nowadays is using pillars. The word pillars. These these were the four pillars. These were the four uh, Mount Rushmore. Of no, I was going to say the Mount Rushmore, the NWO. Yes, yeah. yes, hands down. Yeah, I agree. I I'm agree. thinking that picture is from WWE. It looks like that would be it when does. they ran it back in WWE. Yeah, uh, because then when they were in WWE, when the whole thing in WWE, when they did the whole uh, WrestleMania angle with when uh, Sting was wrestling tri- Triple H. Uh, Pac came out with uh, DX. Yeah, if these guys remember he came out with uh, Dog and and uh, Billy, and then and then these three. I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, this is funny as shit. You got Pac coming down. He, you know, he's NWO, but he's coming down as DX fighting against the NWO. So I was like, all right, cool. And then you got NWO standing side by side with Sting, you know, holding it down, only because it's going to be a throwback to the WCW days. That's why. 
And that's yeah, the, when the moral. The, the moral of the story is you always choose Sean. <laughs> the moral of the story is whenever WWE will try to rebook WWE against WCW, you know for a fact the WWE guy is winning. Yeah, when they did, Sean. When they did Goldberg and Undertaker, um, he's like, oh yeah, Undertaker's going to win because this is WWF against WCW. You, you talk about it's funny, Team Sean. I was thinking back to like with Shawn Michaels maybe being the third man in '96. Like, nah, he was too busy ruining Vader's career in WWF. <laughs> Listen, let's calm down. Let's let's uh, oh, calm down. Ooh, damn. Okay, you get a little excited over there, hot and heavy. No, this is this is what we do all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, he's so uh, passionate. He's passionate about what he's what he what he does. Oh, listen, Brian knows what he's talking about. He knows he knows how to how to how to attack my heart uh, <laughs> um, by pointing out what Shawn Michaels did. That's yes, absolutely. That's just, I just like to put my blinders on for those. You know, it's like it's like when the star quarterback does inappropriate things in high school but you still need them for the game you know what i mean you gotta you gotta put those blinders on um so, i'm guessing hands down Shawn michaels is your guy oh yeah that's my number one um but yeah going to this whole wcw or outsider coming in and, and taking on a uh a thing if cody comes in does he come in and beat like a big name guy in WWE? i don't i, I don't know seth Rollins. yeah does he beat a seth Rollins, who's like your your company man he's gonna he's gonna have to yeah, you, you want to start a guy hot, like you don't want to start a guy cold by losing. Like, yeah, but you don't plus, want you don't want to start a guy hot that just that just built your competition well, for two years or three years. Con, as soon as the ink hits the thing. paper, it's you like wanted, he got you. I I wouldn't. I, if I was booking that, I put Rollins over him at least twice, or whoever over him at least twice, just to let him know like you ain't fucking AEW no more. Yeah. It'll be fun, but let's go back to the NWO. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> no, no, and and this here when they did that whole uh, uh reunion oh, angle, w, where they're all come when 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 they did that whole reunion <laughs> angle, where they're coming out, that was like uh 2016 because I think Scott was inducted in 2014, wasn't he? He's inducted twice, he's inducted, yeah, as yeah, Scott Hall yeah, and he's right. inducted as NWO. So, yeah, yeah, so so this Actually, here he was, was never inducted as Scott Hall, right? He was inducted no, as no, he was, was, was Razor, yeah. Was Razor. Yeah, as Razor. I, I'm yeah. thinking that might have been from when they ran back the NWO in two thousand two though, when um when Hogan Nash and Hall came back when Vince was gonna kill the WWF because Ric Flair was an owner now. Yes, yes. Hall uh, winds up wrestling Austin at WrestleMania. That was kind of what a uh, what a goddamn stunner bump that was. Yeah, just flying. Oh, Amazing. you mean the one where he hit when he was up in the air and stuff? But like that was the only one. Uh, I and believe. he flipped over. Yeah, he didn't last long. Scott was gone not that long after that because again, his, his humans were were kind of there. Yeah, uh, that that um, Hall of Fame there, dude. Like when he was in the recovery with um, DDP and stuff like that, and then as soon as. They got the phone call when <laughs> Triple H made a phone call to uh really to to uh DDP and said, Hey, we're inducting Scott, you know. He's like like, oh shit. And like, you know, it because because he was uh pushing for Scott to get in for a while. And then finally they just made the decision. He he waited, he's like, Not yet, not yet, it's not time yet. Uh I I I guess they wanted to wait to see Scott get on his feet you know yeah. you know and um and, and finally you know it, and then you had uh uh i believe i believe big kev uh, inducted him am i correct there t i uh, i believe so yeah big yeah. big kev. It, it, it was very emotional i i i literally teared up to only two 
two ever uh, Hall, Hall of Fame speeches. One was Scott. The other one was Jake. Yeah, them two hit hit so hard because you got to see their progress, their progress in recovery with Dallas. The the whole physical part, as well as the substance abuse part, as well too. So it's it's very emotional when you see guys you grew up watching, you loved, and then you see their down their downfall spiral. But then it's like a movie. You see them rise like a phoenix, coming coming from the ashes. You know. Uh, uh, back to life, and 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 they're so much in a better place. And then once you see their uh, Hall of Fame inductions, it's like it's like, yo, it's like they 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 made it. They they didn't have to wait to be dead to get inducted. They made it before they they passed on. And that and and that there was so uh, it, it it touched me in a in a in a special way. Hey, Chio, can I give you a uh, Scott Hall trivia fact? Or sorry, sure. trivia note. It's it's wrong. I just want to preface it with that, but I just think it's hilarious that it, this is. So I'm looking at some website called uh, thefamouspeople.com, and they do <laughs> profiles of famous people or whatever. So according to their timeline, in 2007, Scott Hall resurrected his Razor Ramon persona when he returned to WCW. Oh wow! In 2007, <laughs> and hell? he was Razor Ramon in WCW. I don't remember that. No, yeah. not at all. Where was I don't remember, that? I don't remember much of WCW after March. Of Maybe they were watching somebody's play along on YouTube when they were doing a fantasy thing on their video game. <laughs> the only That's resurrection. The of, that means everything else on this website I'm not paying any attention to. The only Except resurrection. His first name of, is Scott and his last name is Hall. That's it. The only resurrection of Razor Ramon that I remember Erection. when. What? Resurrection. What is happening? Oh. I didn't hear that part. All I heard was the erection part. I was like, I don't want to talk about this. I'm eating chips at the same time. Uh, well, don't eating with a mic in front of you. Because I can. Uh, <laughs> the only time I remember the resurrection of Razor Ramon when Scott Hall was in WCW is when WWF decided to put that fake <laughs> razor in and and a uh, cane uh, back. Wait, they were fake. He just passed away, uh, what a year or two ago as well. What the guy who did the guy who did? Yeah, uh, Rick Wagner. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, Rick Titan. And and uh and Kane you, back then was doing Diesel. Yo, did you ever watch? Um, shit, well, I, I don't remember which series it was. It might have been WCW Timeline with uh, kayfabe commentary and Sean Oliver. Did you ever see that? Uh, those those shows or those videos or whatever. No. No. He, he, so he did one with Kevin Nash, and it was I think it was 96, whatever. Whatever year they did Fake Razor and Diesel. And Kevin Nash telling a story where they're backstage. So so Jim Ross went on, went on Raw live and said, next week I'm bringing back Razor and Diesel. So Kevin Nash is saying, we were backstage at Nitro watching that with that on the monitor. And whoever was whoever was the the guy in talent relations, I don't remember. There was two guys there that were talent relations that were there watching it. And he goes, the guy just looked over at me and didn't <laughs> know what was going on, thought it was real. So it was him and Scott Hall were standing there watching the monitor, and they both saw that. So um, he's telling the story, and he's like, we didn't deny that it was us. We just never said, uh, you know, it, it's not me and him. It's It's, you know. They never asked. So he said what they did was this guy came back, went went wherever and came back and offered them an extra $400,000 each in their contracts to not sign with WWE. 
And and he's like, the thing is, we already signed. We were already at WCW, so it was quite. It was obvious that it was going to be somebody else. So he so he he pauses, and then he's like, he's like, the funniest fucking thing is that they spent eight hundred thousand dollars signing two guys they already signed. So we just took it and fucking went with it. And then you know we saw the next week that it was fucking Glenn Jacobs, Jacobs and Rick Wagner. But that's that like made, one of the funniest made, fucking stories, man. It made sense. I would have, but yeah, sure. If you just yeah. want to give me money, oh, that's yeah. fine. If you're yeah, him, yeah. yeah. If you're WWE, <laughs> I mean, you'll look fucking the, stupid the next week. The boys but... playing the man. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and this here, hands down, always go be a nice uh, quote at the end of the speech where um, he always said, "Hard work pays off. Dreams come true." Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. And that what what do you think of of is it cool or not cool of WWE selling that on a t-shirt for 30 bucks now? Uh cool. it, it doesn't it, it, it doesn't say anywhere on the website that proceeds go to his family or anything like that. I'm just, just about to say that. That's what yeah. that. so is it going to the family? Go to WWE. That's yeah, not cool. That's, if we go, if we go to family, it, it's yeah, on, it's on their cameras, unfortunately. But that's the difference between a company like WWE <laughs> and other places. Uh, e- even if it, I wasn't mean, it, going I mean, I'm not saying family, it's not, it, but it, it doesn't say it is. So and and, and this this doesn't make it in any less poor taste. It, it is in poor taste, I think. But there's a good chance somebody in WWE wrote that line for him. They do write the induction stuff like uh, very famously. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Jacobs gotten a lot of uh, I think it was Jimmy Jacobs uh, that quit because uh, he had Bret Hart thank Vince and that's like the big no no in the Hall of Fame is that you don't thank no. Vince right yeah we there somebody uh, actually I forget who it was but whoever actually wrote part of his <laughs> Hall of Fame speech actually it's it's known now I don't remember who it was though yeah uh, if no proceeds are going to the family at least. Right. Take the proceeds and donate it to something for treatment or something like that. Someone yeah. who yeah, it doesn't say uh, anything here. It's 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 twenty eight I mean, bucks. I, I guess I could play devil's advocate here, and this is something even Scott has said himself. Is every single time he did need help, even if though he wasn't under the WWE banner yeah. and he needed to go to rehab, WWE did oh, all they possibly can to help they him. They sent well. him to rehab eleven times or fourteen yeah, so, something like so, that. So maybe maybe I guess in, in devil's advocate, them selling that t shirt is getting some money back for all the times they sent him to rehab to try to help him out. So who knows? I think the he, only person they don't... That's a good point. That's a good point. I think the he, only person they've said now that they won't send the rehab anymore is Tad, if I'm not mistaken. Is who? Bagwell. Bagwell. <laughs> Bagwell. Bagwell went public a couple months ago, said he asked them more than once, and they keep turning them down. They've okay. sent uh, they've sent Sonny to rehab. Yeah, yeah, a few times, I believe. But yeah, Bagwell, mm-hmm. I think, is... Uh, <laughs> there's your there's a true nwr right his, scott hall was his example he was i forgot what podcast it was it was just like three or four months ago and he was he did some an interview on the podcast he was like man i asked them like three times and they keep turning me down but they sent they sent uh scott 11 times or whatever it was well scott yeah. also worked for them for years and he buff back what worked for, yeah, we for like a week <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and they literally <laughs> threw him out yeah he had his mom call him off at work <laughs> oh, that's horrible! Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, you're Jim, working for a multi-million dollar. Uh, uh, was that company. in WWE or was that WCW? I thought it was no, WCW. when they went to WWE. Yeah, like uh, what you been call it? Uh, it was he was scheduled for Raw, and Ross, I believe, was looking for like where's he at? And his mom happened. Oh, that's right, him. that's right. She talked to Jim Ross. That's right. <laughs> and he he uh, Ross talked to his mother, screaming, "He's not coming in today." <laughs> like what? <laughs> 
What? <laughs> Hold up. That's, you, you that's a good way. That's you, a good way to kill you, your career. If you have never heard the heard of the podcast Crime and Sports, look it up and listen to the Bagwell episode. It's hilarious. Every wrestling episode is hilarious. The Scott Hall one is actually the one that got me listening to that podcast. Yeah, funny we right. bring up Bagwell. He is uh, DDP's latest project. He's he's yeah Bagwell. Right oh, is now. he down there right now? Currently, yeah, yeah. that's very recent oh. actually. Yeah. Yeah, we, 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 we might see. I think Bagwell has a handler right now that a guy who like does a lot of local stuff, like goes to like a, some local shows. And I guess he's friends with uh, Bagwell and he's trying to help him uh, clean up. I think they started a podcast together and and I well, think this guy did the legwork to get him with DDP and everything like that. I well, could be I know, wrong, but I, I know uh, down there for DDP, a uh, good friend, uh, Dylan Freimeyer, uh also works as Sunny Days down there um he worked Speaking on uh he worked in <laughs> AEW's first pay-per-view at sunny days he Week. does he he does a lot of uh stuff for uh dallas because he was on the ddp yoga when he he lived up here in this area and stuff. i went and i sorry and and uh uh he was uh i guess scott and and jake's secondary like he he, he would travel with them and 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 keep an eye on them making sure they didn't you know yeah. drink or you know he kept an eye there on was them more than, there was more than one guy uh, that, did that i'm friends with the guy that did the same thing so so i got you know how much my buddy's down there doing that too hopefully you know how much, he's doing video editing now dylan but you know how much oh, i yes. got a bunch of heat on twitter because he worked that first aew pay-per-view in his yellow bullshit uh as sunny days and i went on twitter and said why the fuck they have bret hart there presenting the title belt why is brett not coming out with someone called sunny days and people are like that's not funny that's off color that's inappropriate fuck you you're inappropriate that was a great fucking joke still is it still is anyway speaking of Shawn michaels uh <laughs> There's a click right there. That's You're not going to believe this, but Razor Ramon won his first singles title after Shawn Michaels <laughs> dropped it without losing in the ring. In 2007 at WWE? Yes. He won the WWF Intercontinental <laughs> title in 2007 in WCW. WCW? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. The NWO uh, is now, and also, uh, obviously, with Scott Hall, is in the new uh, 2K22 game. You They have a special edition where you can get the NWO package and, and, and play as yeah, that now it's, if you're into it's, that. It's fucking digital, If you're into though, paying $120 for a video game. Yeah, yeah, well, I I paid 120 for 2K19, but it was physical then for the collector's edition. Yeah. This is just digital. I don't understand that. No, I want I a box it. for that much money. The... Print a cardboard box, dude, and just fucking send it to me like you did <laughs> three years ago. Yeah, I got the 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 regular version. I'm just right now. I'm just still just creating characters so right can, now. Can you not use whether you play as or against? Can you not use NWO in the other versions or no? I think you gotta earn them. Like, 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 if you don't get the uh, like the NWO version, I think you right, actually right. gotta play through the game and actually earn them. Like unlock them, know. right? Right. Yeah, exactly. So, so if you get that version, then they're they're already unlocked. Like bonus. Yeah. 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 Uh, so 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 they they double the price just to have you not have to play through it. Yeah, I guess so. Or you just get the guy. Uh, I, I got the cheap version, so. Oh, yeah, no, me I, too. I'm cheap. I mean, I didn't get it yet, but I'm cheap, so I'll get it eventually. I haven't bought uh, WWE games since 2012 or 11, 
So I'm lost in the sauce with that. I used to have a friend that worked for 2K that would send them to me every year for free, and that fucking ended in 2019. That's why that was the last one I got. Now I'm like, shit, I've got to pay for this fucking thing. <laughs> uh, I'm like, because the controls got way complicated from uh, Here Comes the Pain and, and all the ones that we love. Well, to... they, just, they just changed all the controls on this one, I heard. I haven't played it yet, uh, so I don't know, but I heard all the controls are, are changing yeah. now. Like, uh, buttons uh, buttons uh, are different and shit like that. It, it just give me a Street Fighter format, <laughs> and I'm good. Just just button smash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited uh, where I, I want to definitely jump back on. I'm going to play as Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, just uh, for some nostalgic-type reasons. And right here, we got the image of, uh, of Scott with Jake and uh, Dallas. Uh when what is uh, Jake looking? What is Jake seeing that they're not seeing? They're just they're they're he's, just looking wherever so they're looking. About. Uh, it's 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 a nice picture. It's just casual. It's just like whatever. Let's just look up. Uh, uh it, you know it. It's uh, we got to see when Scott was getting his help in the resurrection of uh Jake Roberts uh documentary. Uh, they ended up uh calling Scott. Uh, on the phone and stuff, and then met him at the airport. He was being pushed around in, in a wheelchair, so it, it was the beginning process of you know they uh, they 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 his, his hips were bad. Um, they started a GoFundMe type thing uh, to raise oh, money for his surgery. I think it was something like that. And uh, and and you know and and when Dallas was saying about you know we had him start off with uh, two chairs. To hold on to just, just just for he can get his bounce because that's how bad his hips were. And then little by little he progressed to one chair, then no chairs, and then it was just doing so good. And then and, and then you hear the stories, you know, com, com, coming from his like his son as uh Cody saying, you know, uh, you know, about growing up, how his dad was, this that, and then and, and then to see him now at this far state in his life, finally, you know. Uh, seeing him in a different light and being a part of his career, you know, because Cody started wearing the whole uh, oh, vest. yeah, the yeah. vest, the tights, yeah. everything was like the whole the dripping and stuff like that. So it, it it was like a blessing for for Cody for having that that bonding moment with his dad, you know, go, going out there performing in the gear under the name Hall, which is their legit last name, uh, you know. I'm waiting for WWE to try to pull some some uh, shenanigans. Hey, Cody, want to bring you in? We want to put you as uh, Razor Ramon Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I, no you juniors know. in WWE. Vince Hayes <laughs> Jr. Yeah, yeah. Well, because he so, is. Uh, yeah. Although he doesn't let you call him that. Yeah, so it's like the or, or Lil Razor, like Lil Wayne, Lil. Big Razor. Cody Hall is huge. Yeah, yeah, but you know, yeah. Uh, he he's the little razor because big razors is dead. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, Scott Hall touched a lot of us in many different ways. Uh, uh, shut up! I, I, I didn't I, say I, anything. I, I, I heard that laugh. I, uh, <laughs> a, I, have, a, I have a I have another monitor here. Appropriately, I mean appropriately. I didn't say, dude. I got I got my second <laughs> monitor here that I'm looking at stuff on. So I'm not. But uh, yeah, he 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 uh, inspired a lot of people. And uh, and he will be very dearly missed, you know, hand, hands down. Um, I, I I just can't uh, see wrestling not having this particular gentleman in it because, like like I said, it, to me it's going to be difficult seeing Kev without 
Yes, Scott. Yes, it's yeah. that's going to be the difficult part. You it's, know, it's like a married couple, not 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 yes. not having yes. their wife yes. or husband with them. Basically, yeah, because it's one without the other is not the same. They were, Even, they were just supposed to be like I guess I don't know if it passed the daytime or it still was coming up. But Scott and uh, Scott and Kevin were supposed to be in I think Reading at a at a, at a baseball yeah. game, right? Yeah, they do a big wrestling uh, day at, at the Reading Fight and Fills. It was supposed to be Hall and Nash as the guest this year. Yeah, I was I'm actually gonna pull the trigger and go see it to meet them. Yeah, yeah me too. I was gonna go yeah. too as well. I never met Scott Hall. I met Nash. Never met Scott Hall. Same here. Although I'm I've known X Pac for years, so I don't know why who, I never was like, "Hey who, man, let's." Can you call no, I'm not guy? saying these guys are compared to these two, but the only other tag team I think that I think embodies <clears throat> the outsiders or embodies them even in the slightest, just from friends who've traveled the world and had each other's back, is probably Doc and Doc and uh, Al, again, Anderson and Gallows, right? Yeah, Ricky and Rob, oh. they're, they're a bit of buzz. Yeah. 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 I thought I mean, you meant like, Doctor Destiny Williams. No. Really and Gordy. like New Age will be uh, FTR. You know, like it's not one with it without the other. I just think yeah. it's like two goofballs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're like class clowns. Like it's yeah. like Bill or, and Ted. Yeah. Like, Hulk, Bill, like Bill and Ted, hands down. Oh, like I was gonna say, like Mike Enos and Horace Hogan, because they were NWO together. <laughs> so they were clearly, a team at some point. <laughs> It's like it's like Virgil and the Meat Sauce Mafia. <laughs> oh Lord! Olive uh, Garden's making a shitload of money from his free advertising. G- gentlemen, uh, this was uh, quite fun. I'm glad I reached out to use uh, to come join us. Uh, however, I do regret missing our buddy Alex. We're gonna have to hit him up and find out what happened to him. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, our man Alex Kilowatt was supposed to be here with us from the HTW Network and Camp Leapfrog. Uh, much love, much praise go out to him wherever he's at. Uh, hopefully, we get an update on him. Um, I did reach out to uh, Rob Williams from the Bob Culture Podcast, but uh, he had other commitments today, as well as Tiffany Ann, as well. Um. Uh, and uh you know I what plug, i have a plug for alex if you don't mind go ahead kinda, please. and kind of and kind of involves myself and brian as well uh we are we are also i would i would consider us members of the high tension wrestling network um we have some stuff behind the scenes that we help do with those guys with the production and anything anything they ever ask we're always there um but if you're interested in an upcoming wrestling event uh saturday may 14th at the marketplace in steamtown and Scr- uh steamtown uh you, i can't say mall the marketplace reason, no. at steamtown in scranton so, it's no yeah, longer called you. the mall it's called the marketplace i'll it's be there yeah no, um, i'll be there there's gonna be a fan hey you can go to waffle t- house there you go dude th- there if you don't go to waffle house i'll be pissed Anyway. Um, but for a fan event from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m., uh, uh, doors at six, show at seven. It's going to be High Tension Wrestling makes its debut as a company, and it's going to be at the Electric City, the Electric City Showdown. And myself and Brian will be your lead commentary team for High Tension Wrestling, which is very exciting. And you get to experience your first ever High Tension Wrestling uh, program. Uh, it's going to be their first offshoot since Camp Leapfrog. So come on down to the uh, the Steamtown, up to Steamtown, and uh, and hang out with us and see some wrestling. What's the date on that again? Uh, that that is going May to be 14th. May fourteenth. Yeah, and and yeah, and 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 on top of that, Joe, you have to go so so uh, you can help and assist that good-looking sound guy that's going to be there. 
Oh, you're gonna be, all right. So then, if you're gonna be there, I'll see. <laughs> I love. I I I haven't. I worked this. I mean, I wrestled in Scranton a million fucking times. I love Scranton. I love Waffle House. So I may actually go to that. So there, and, there, there we go. We're gonna see. And you can always and check. You can always check out the High Tension Wrestling Network. They have uh, Moran and Friends, Tommy Topics Tape, two great podcasts. So uh, definitely check them out. They do a lot of good stuff. Hey, yours truly was a topic of conversation on Moran and Friends last week. So I go I, check I, that one out. I I I I have an idea. I have an idea. If somehow, if Alex can make it happen, we get Waffle House cater the show, and we can do a. I'm not paying pod- for that, but I will a goddamn li- partake. A, 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 a live podcast, <laughs> waffles and wrestling, or wrestling and waffle, whatever's hey, you w- know, whatever. Waffle Something. Wrestling Entertainment. I think yeah. if you, I think I think you're the breakfast and body slam guy. I think you got to foot the bill and pay for Dance waffles. And there you go. Waffles and wrist locks. One time uh, only. They, these guys here, you're killing my pockets already. So that's all good, though. You make the uh, big bucks. I know. I, I, as you can tell, look my my view, my sight. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Moving on up. <laughs> yeah, moving on like the Jeffersons. Uh, gentlemen, I want to thank uh, everybody j- jumping on here uh, for this um, impromptu. I'm gonna say impromptu because originally nobody schedules a a a memorial show um this was as as soon as he passed it's like i wasn't even thinking about this i was not even thinking about this hands down at all and then and then then it finally crossed my mind you know what you know nothing else going on in the wrestling business is worth talking about currently than the life and times and career of scott hall and i i i reached out to y'all and y'all obliged me by coming in and joining um hung over too so you know i love you yeah we collaborated uh plenty of times in the past uh jumping on each other's shows uh and 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 we're continuously supporting each other which we do in the wrestling podcast community and uh i know um everyone yo hands down check out the um I, IWEP uh, network. Um, you got all the info, Anthony. Please plug it. The Patreon, all that stuff. Yeah. So uh, the IWEP network. Things. We have a, a bunch of shows. Uh, there's even shows on the IWEP network that I'm not even a part of, but we have some great ones like Stay Doomed, Welcome Back, uh, Poolbox Pals is a brand new one just started. If you're into comic books, and also Higher Than Other Words, and we like professional wrestling podcasts also on there. Um, so you can check out them. Uh, also, uh, just IWEPnetwork.com if you want to check them out. We have Tornado Tag Podcast. We're live every Thursday at 9 o'clock. Um, uh, myself and Brian with uh, joined always by Kelly and Andy Hedder, local wrestler. And we talk wrestling topics, which may be changing soon because our numbers are dipping a little bit. Uh, the history, I guess, isn't doing it. Hedder's, well, so. Hedder's the problem. Get that motherfucker off of there. Yeah, that might be. <laughs> um, but, I love uh, that kid. Yo, when, do, do you guys, do any of you guys get Hedder's Christmas cards? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Can I tell you a quick story then? Absolutely. Uh, so a couple of years ago, uh, was the one where he was fucking sprawled out in front of the tree, like like that pose, like paint me like one of your French girls. Yeah. And I was doing a podcast at the time when it showed up, and I got a text from my wife saying, "Who the fuck is this whore sending you a Christmas card?" And I go, "Oh my god, turn it over!" And she turned it over. It was like to Joe from Andy Hedder. She's like, "Oh my god, I don't fucking believe this." <laughs> it was the funniest job. thing. Yeah, it was so funny. Hold on, I'll let me. Sorry. Uh, Brian, talk about tornado tag real quick. Uh, yeah, uh, for the moment, uh, always reassessing, we do cover a lot of historical stuff. Like we said, this coming Thursday, we'll be talking about uh, WrestleMania 10, kind of running down not just the ladder match, but the whole show. 
uh, guests occasionally. Uh, we talked about Lance Von Eric a few weeks ago. We've talked about Robbinsdale High School. We've talked about Bearcat Wright, Two Cold Scorpio was a recent episode. Sputnik Monroe was a fun one. Oh, and I love Sputnik Monroe. Thursdays at 8. Thursdays at 8, you can... Yeah, eight, yeah not 9, 8 o'clock. I should know that. Uh, yeah, and then we have interviews every day, people. Not cool in high school. Uh, we talk pop culture, truth behind illusion, cryptids, paranormal, spooky stuff. If you're and, into um, true crime, I do my own side podcast, Unaffiliated Murder, my dude. You can find that. Uh, we have 100-plus episodes. Uh, just look that up. You can find that as well. I listen Mur to every single murder, episode. Murder, my dude? Is murder, my dude, yes. Is it crime? Yes, true crime. True crime. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. True crime, one of those ones. Okay, it's it's absolutely yeah. I never fantastic. really got I never really got into that though. I it, I, 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 I I like to think I did, it was a, it's a true crime podcast for people who might not listen to true crime podcasts. Yes, a lot of comedy, did, a lot of. I did, however, watch that uh, season of of um. Mind there was Hunter. a true. There was a true crime series with um Steve Martin. Uh, oh, 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 oh. That, was, that wasn't true crime. Only murders oh. in the building was hilarious. Only, yeah, yeah, only but, but, in the building, yeah. yeah, but they did yeah. their own podcast. Their podcast. Yeah, oh, it yeah, was incredible. Like, like, yeah, yeah so like, I, I actually really enjoyed that. That was actually pretty oh, it was, good. It was an incredible With show. Martin Short, too, mm -hmm. well, Selena uh, Gomez, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I will be live once again later on today at 3 o'clock for Banging Beers podcast. We're drinking beers from Estonia, I think is where they're from i don't remember it's like a it's dirt it's a it's a it's a definitely an import beer but we're drinking some of those um and that's live every sunday if you want to hang out with us usually around 12 or 3 depending on how drunk we are from saturday our, view, our viewers are our, our viewers uh encouraged to drink while they're watching absolutely yeah i like it i like so it. <laughs> so come hang out with us at banging beers podcast at three o'clock today and uh, and hang out yeah uh and uh for us, I guess uh, the next uh, most recent stuff besides our Sunday show at 11 for us here, uh, our next Thursday show. Well, not this coming Thursday, but right before WrestleMania, Joseph hooked us yes, up. Sir. We will have former WWE referee on Jimmy Corderas, given his uh, insight of what we might see during WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. So, so also, that, someone who knows a thing or two about doing a show on wrestling. He's been doing that for a while. Yeah, he he knows a little something. We we'll bring the kid on. We'll see how he does. You know, right, Joe? You know, we'll give him a tryout. We'll see how this. Yes, kid is. sir. <laughs> that definitely should. Oh, be. oh where, where did I go? Joe? Where did I go? Oh, you, you disappeared. I just see your. I think you hit stop cam. No, I didn't hit nothing. Oh. I don't know. Oh, there, he there he is. I don't know. A thing but, popped uh, up and said your camera's unplugged, but it's not. I don't know. Whatever. Once again, gentlemen, any final words real quick before we head out of here and we enjoy the rest of our Sunday? Banana, xylophone, cheesecake. My final words. Waffle House. Waffle, Waffle House. House. Yes. Oh, my God. T, what do you got for us? Uh, too sweet. Too, yeah, I, I Honestly, yes. I think we should end that like that. Two final it, words. It, yeah. Too sweet. Joe, look up. Hey, you gotta give it. What I'm guys. gonna do instead is I'm gonna throw a little what? tooth tooth. Oh, toothpick, yes. At the Just remember to toothpick hard work went up. Hard work pays off, dreams come true. Bad uh, bad times don't, and bad guys do. That's the best way to end it right there. Keep working, boys. You guys podcast do you guys do a great job. Thank you, everyone. Thank Thanks you, for sir. tuning in. We'll see you again. Uh check us out. Uh check them out on the tornado pack, uh the tornado tag podcast. Uh IWEP Network, us at the Body Slams Podcast.com, and we'll see you at the matches.
two. Sweet. Hey, yo. <laughs> This is how it's gonna be This is what you think of me It's going down like I told you This is how it's gonna be I'll be the last man standing here I'm not going anywhere Man standing here. I'm gonna rock you. I'm gonna rock you. I'm gonna rock you. I'll have you begging for mercy, begging for mercy.